What is going on there, citizens of the Reject Nation? Greg and John here today. What did we just watch, John? We just watched Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, no, Volume 3. <laughs> we just watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 right through those doors right there. Here's what I'm going to ask you guys to do up front. Please go ahead and leave a like because we always risk getting kicked out of the... It's happened several times. Got a lot of feelings and thoughts on this one and before watching it uh the journey over the past week has been i watched guardians of the galaxy one again i rewatched guardians 2 and honestly guardians 2 went up a lot in my book since the last yeah. time i was talking to death about, about a recent uh, live stream i did with koi and then i watched i i am groot and i watched infinity war endgame and the holiday special because i just wanted like the complete package and to see how this story of the guardians really does conclude i am sad to say bye to them so with that in mind we got a special sponsor for today's video that's also really going to come in handy because right now vimeo is charging us a ton at our patreon right now so we're going to roll this ad real quick thank you to marvel's guardians of the galaxy for sponsoring this video because i was ecstatic to shout them out and you want to know why I already own the game. Within the first week of getting my PS5, a friend of my wife and I gifted us with this video game. So it was literally the very first game I played on the PlayStation 5, and it's a genuine blast. But do keep in mind, the game is also available on Xbox consoles and PC. Now I have said it many times right here on this very channel, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my all-time favorite MCU movies. So like many of you, I am sad to see it ending with Volume 3. However, if you want to keep the adventure going with the Guardians, this game is genuinely a great way to keep that feeling alive. It's a single-player story-driven action-adventure game, but it also won Best Narrative at the Game Awards in 2021. So you know it's good. Now, I'm guilty of not having read the Guardians comics, only seen the movies, so this was a unique way to live in the cosmic comic book world with the team, while getting familiar but different shades of them throughout the adventure. Learn to work together and, you know, of course, help save the galaxy along the way. And something that I really wanted to mention to you guys is that while you play as Star-Lord, vast majority of the game, you actually play alongside the other Guardians as well. So with that, there's this massive amount of back and forth dialogue that is present for what I think is like the almost the entirety of the game, which makes it feel all the more lived in, especially because everyone has such a unique, distinct voice and all the voice work is also great. And a lot of the time you get dialogue choices on which way you want to take the conversation. So it makes for a lot of fun role playing, but sometimes it actually makes an impact on a decision from a guardian later on. Another thing I really want to make clear too is that while you can upgrade your abilities as Star-Lord as you go along, you also play alongside the other guardians, so while you're playing, you can actually upgrade their abilities as well and instruct them to use them on command. The worlds are really cool. They have a lot of great outfits for the guardians inspired by the comics and the MCU as well. The creature designs are as cosmically weird and welcoming as you'd hope for, and the story itself is a lot of fun, but like you'd want, it also has a lot of heart. And oh yeah, the soundtrack. They have a, this amazing soundtrack. It's fantastic. Epic orchestral score to classic 80s rock tracks and they have an original rock album created just for this game so yeah guys this game gets a very high glowing recommendation from me if you're interested you can go ahead hit up our link in the description box and pinned comment thank you again for sponsoring this video all right, so if you've seen the trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they actually really don't give away what the plot of the movie is. So we're not going to give away what the exact plot of the film is. But you get some teases of it uh, involving high evolutionary as this person who is the one responsible for creating Rocket. You get a sense of a lot of peril and danger throughout. But you also get a sense that the movie will probably be very emotional. A lot more in that department than the previous two Guardians films. Look, I'm going to keep it real simple and straightforward for you guys. We are going to be doing a live stream spoiler talk. Most of what I want to 
essay is going to be reserved for that discussion because there is so much in here. So much. So much in here that I don't want to ruin for anyone or even really allude to, honestly, because they don't even give away what the exact plot of the movie is, but the exact plot is a very personal plot. I thought this was the exact film it needed to be. I thought it was a perfect conclusion. Where would I rank it? I have no idea where <laughs> I would rank it just yet. I thought this was a strong film that just got better as it kept going. Does it have a couple of spots that I, I wonder if they would get worse or better in a rewatch? Maybe. That is not my takeaway with this movie. Right now, I have left this movie feeling content. I feel content with what happened here. I just feel like at ease with knowing like, wow, I I really love this film. Go into a little bit more specifics, but what are your quick thoughts, John? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm left with a, a similar feeling. Kind of kind of the blend of catharsis you get after a good cry, a good laugh, and a fight. Propulsive, and there is so much to talk about. But to me, it was just a, a grand and emotional, cathartic, and and really propulsive experience. Like they they really hit the ground running. And anything I you know might have griped about in part two like you said, got better for me there. And, and here I thought it built really well on top of everything that has come before it. It used all the history. Yeah, I didn't even know quite what I wanted or expected going into this, but coming out of it, I think they really achieved something special. And it is to James Gunn's credit, he really does seem like one of the few MCU directors who is able to like transcend and put his own unique stamp on something. There's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then there's James Gunn's movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, right. and, and they have their own visual flair. Like they fit into Marvel, but they have their own visual flair, their own tone, their own humor their own style and he definitely got to strut his weird aesthetics all over them and he goes darker this time gets bold with the way they execute things uh, one thing i really want to say john do it something that you don't really feel a lot in some of these marvel properties as of late yeah there's some real stakes and tension here 100 percent. there's a, there's quite a few like it really earns the applause because they get you wrapped up in the harrowing aspect of these things oh my god who's gonna die what's gonna happen like it, it just it just keeps you going the whole time. The lives really feel at stake in this movie mm -hmm. in a way that is very satisfying. To me, the standout performers, uh, they're all so good in this. They're yeah. all It's hard so to start with one. Good. Uh, <laughs> like, they all get a chance to shine, but Rocket Raccoon and Star-Lord would be the highlights for me. Like, it's, it's their films more than anyone else's here. I don't want that to sound like... The other ones don't get a chance to shine. No, because the supporting cast is so strong in doing what they're there to do. Like from watching the holiday special and the fact that they carry over Mantis and Drax's relationship into here and then explore that even more and get more layers to Mantis, I thought was excellent. But Rocket, you truly get his origin in this movie. You know, you've probably seen some social media reactions. There is such a tragedy to his backstory. There is so much life and nuance, and the movie has a lot of body horror. But in, the, lot. but in the kind of body horror that I like the most, which is not like, oh, look how gross it is. Body horror in the sense of like an emotionally tragic way. It serves the characters and the themes so much. Uh, but I mean, there's a couple of moments like, wow, that's graphic. <laughs> it reminded me <laughs> of the times where I was like, I can't believe they put that in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's lucky that we're in a sci-fi <laughs> world with all that stuff. But it reminded me of Freaks at times in that way, yeah. where the point is you're seeing something and you're initially supposed to recoil but then you see the person inside of yeah. the visage yeah that's another place for the imagination for the design to go crazy but also ways to strike you like you said emotionally it's interesting like we're in phase five now so much of phase four dealt with overcoming trauma and overcome and, and uh, dealing with grief and this movie carries that but in a, in a very unique way especially through the lens of rocket and star lord chris pratt 
gives his best work here out of any of the Guardians movies. As much as he was kind of like a little bit of like a doofus and lost some of the coolness as it kind of went, he's powerful in this movie. He is really, really good. Like, this movie reminded me of like, oh yeah, this is what makes him a star. <laughs> See, that's been... I don't mean that with a pun, no pun intended, literally. Yeah. I mean, like, in the celebrity status of Chris Pratt, like, they dial back a lot of that doofus stuff and really cool and dramatically engaging. He gives a powerful performance here. I go back and forth on him sometimes as just a Hollywood personality, but rewatching the first one, I was like, man, this is the Chris Pratt I really like. And then watching this one, I was like, this is that, but also, yeah, with all the weight and emotion and the maturity that the character has had to go through over this journey. And he really carries that in a way that doesn't, like, over shadow everything but it is impressive and it is touching and they don't undermine it with humor you really see him at like how he has become a leader adam warlock as seen in the trailer here he's got a great introduction it would be a spoiler for me to tell you what they do with him i really think as a matter of fact we bumped into a couple of people who our first time meeting them, there's the first thing they brought up with us. I think there will be some debates on the handling of Adam Warlock. Overall, I did like him. There are a couple of things where I'm like, this is great and works for the Guardians movie. I wonder how people will overall react for people who know or are aware of Adam Warlock. Or come into the movie for Adam Warlock. Yeah, like yeah. it works great for Guardians, but there are some choices that they make where I go, Huh. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to overall go down with people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. But Will Poulter still does a great job regardless. Will Poulter still shows up. His introduction is really, really strong. Yeah. Uh, very very menacing and intimidating. You're like, God damn. And one of the top things I was hearing when the movie was done, other than a bunch of tears around me, which was kind of happening throughout the film. Oh, I feel like this is a weird thing to say is a relief to hear a bunch of people talking about. The VFX are awesome in this movie. Yes. They are fantastic VFX. Cinematography is excellent. In fact, I don't want to go into any details about what the fight scene entails, but hmm. it might have one of my favorite fight scenes I've seen in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was, it was like an unexpected fight that happened. Yes. And it was an important fight, too. But when it happens, I was like, wow. This is really, it earned a really awesome applause. And yeah, we did go to the premiere for this one. Normally we don't go to the premieres for them. I'm often kind of wary about crowd influence, uh, and especially now that I've seen that's affect previous reviews for. I wanted to experience with the crowd, but I'll say like this crowd was for the most part actually not a cheering crowd. Like we were- Wrapped with attention. It was one of those movies where like, does it have jokes? Yeah, it's got the jokes. At the same time, I wasn't even really laughing a lot, but I don't mean that in an insulting way. I was just so, like, transported during my experience with this movie. I, a jokes would happen, and I would just be in my head going, That's, that's a so, funny joke. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The opposite of Marvel humor problems, it just feels like how the characters all talked. And the way they acknowledge some of the humor of previous films, like, a lot of people have complained about Drax and how they just really dumbed him up. They really acknowledge that. I really feel like James Gunn has... Listen and attune, and, and I really think it is a perfect conclusion to it all. Again, great soundtracks, choices. Terrific soundtrack. Terrific soundtrack choices. Um, Nebula, Karen Gillan's best work. Absolutely. Karen Gillan's best work. Uh, in, not, not of all time, I would say, but out of playing Nebula. Yeah. The, 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 I, 
I want to go into specifics, I do. Uh, but I'm refraining from it. What I want to just communicate to you guys is really just the emotion I feel right now, which is it's a beautiful film, guys. It's it's beautiful on the outside. Also, just what it's got going on underneath the surface. It's a beautiful film. Well, yeah, it carries on those themes from phase four of the trauma and of the messiness, but it also kind of arcs into a certain kind of closure and a certain kind of acceptance and a stepping into healing in a way. I know people will debate, but I thought a very striking and a very uh, just compelling villain in the high evolutionary and all that comes with him. Chakudi Uji is so unhinged, but in a way where you completely feel the reality of who the character is, though he be, you know, larger than life. Yeah, I would say that there are times where I felt that it would occasionally go to too, too much of, like, he just yells a lot. Sometimes it kind of comes across that way. Like, I, I wonder if it'll still feel that way to me on a rewatch, but there were times where it was, okay, I kind of feel like a lot of what you're giving this guy to do is just really just yell. <laughs> there, yeah. yeah, there's certainly that maniacal, like, my creations, blah, blah. But I thought he handled that well. And they do something different with the, like at first as the movie's going, you're kind of going, is this going down a, the generic path you kind of expect to do? There are certain turns and moments that, yeah, are predictable, but I think what you said about the word catharsis is so important because it earns the moments of still getting that release. You might run into a predictable moment, however the journey to that moment is so rich. <laughs> and there's something to be said for the moment of anticipation and then impact because you want that moment to play out, not you'll feel slighted yeah. if it does. But they still do things with high evolutionary that I was not expecting, that I was really impressed by how they decided to challenge against what you might normally expect the route to go. I would not say it is cliche. They do take some chances. And that's why I would say that there are some really bold moves of what they do with him. God, I kind of feel like Bradley Cooper should get an Oscar nomination, even though he's just a voiceover. In a way. <laughs> I kind of feel like he should get an Oscar nomination. Yeah. Keep going back to him. Their performance is all around. If there's something that we, a subject that we missed to talk about, apologies. There's just a special camp for the Guardian. Like I, I feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise is something truly special within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Agree. Even for how they carry over in Infinity War and Endgame. And, and, and also Gamora. My God, how do, we cannot, like... <laughs> Zoe Saldana, the Billions Club, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. I love the fact of how James Gunn really respected that this was a different Gamora from Endgame, specifically dealing with who was Gamora at the time they plucked her out of there in Endgame? And who would she be today? The choices they make with her character to be a, a, more on the... Uh, to be a, a different... Aggressive side? Yeah. <laughs> to put it lightly? <laughs> it makes... It, it's a great sci-fi device because it makes very much sense how and why she is how she is, how she fits into this version of the Guardians, but also how she clashes with them. Yeah, and then her and, and she has just such presence. Like, jeez. Oh, God, yeah. Her and Star-Lord have great chemistry again. She's fierce. Like, uh, when she's with him, they have great, like, you know... The hottest friction. she's ever been to. But, but when she's on her own, she's just, like, yeah. fierce and a force. They managed to create something that, to me, feels like it really managed to fuse the unique aspects of the first one, the unique aspects of the second one, adding its own thing to this, but it feels like a complete whole that grew out of, you know, what came before it. And yeah. Groot is lovely too. Groot has a lot of really great moments in this as well. Groot has a moment in here that people are going to be talking about. You know, even little smaller characters like Kraglin and Cosmo the Space mm -hmm. Dog. Like, there's so many well great, interesting little additions that have grown, again, across this familial Katamari that is the franchise. So, here's what I'll say, guys. Um, on my first time viewing this, right out of the theater, I'm like a 98%. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll meet you Like there. a 98%. I want to rewatch it to kind of get my feelings uh, real clear on a couple of things that I'm still unsure how I feel about, but for the most part, 
Yeah, I it's thought this striking. was amazing. And the IMAX shots, whoa. Um, we didn't even watch this at a real IMAX, but it stands out. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Well, like, no, you can still tell when it's like switching to the, the IMAX cameras. The scope yeah. plus the way they use so many wide-angle lenses for all of these, yeah. what you know are effects-heavy shots and, and crazy maneuver. Like, it is in the age of huge visual effects, it still feels like movie magic. I love it. John loves it. Love it. Going to watch it at least thrice more at least two more times in the theaters i just gotta i gotta leave us down your thoughts below on who's your favorite guardian or what you're expecting out of this movie or if you happen to see it what'd you think talk to y'all soon